Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to Romero Records Podcast. We're going to start off by giving you some of our sponsors. First off, we've got the Coffee Ride. The Coffee Ride makes amazing coffee. I'm telling you, they've got ingredients from all over the place. Exotic flavors, flavors, flavor, flavors, such as Ethiopian blends with strawberry, white grape, creamsicle, and jasmine. It's crazy. Their bags are biodegradable. Their farmers are paid well and local. One goal is to be able to ride their coffee to each home in order to avoid the use of gasoline or cars in general. It's crazy. Do us all a favor and order from this local company at thecoffeeride.com and receive 20% at checkout with the code Romero. That's R-O-M-E-R-A. We're also brought to you by Simper Savage. Simper Savage has done the work for you when it comes to making a salad dressing. Now, when I spoke to the owner of Simper Savage, he described to me that he wanted to have a salad dressing with no sugar, none of those added preservatives, none of that extra crap. Well, guess what? He is delivered. Simper Savage has none of those added sugars, none of that extra crap, none of that extra salt, those preservatives, none of that. This goes great as marinating meat. It goes great as marinating your veggies. Is that a thing? Do you marinate the veggies or is it just a dressing? Anyways, put Semper Savage on everything. It's like hot sauce. You know, you put hot sauce on everything. Do the same thing with Semper Savage dressing. It's amazing. Use code Romero Records at checkout at SemperSavage.com. That is S-E-M-P-E-R-S-A-V-A-G-E.com. We're also brought to you by FNX. Yes, FNX. They are formulated by athletes for athletes. You can expect to fill your shelves with high-quality supplements. Dude, FNX has CBD oil, BCAs, creatine, protein. You can get it all at fnxfit.com. Use code SUPA, not super, SUPA, S-U-P-A-H-E-N-D-O, 15 to get 15% off your order at checkout. Superhendo 15. Don't forget that every item purchased, that's a gallon of water. Think about this. They donate a gallon of water. I, I was too excited to, to finish my sentence, but they donate a gallon of water for every item purchased. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So yeah, go check out fnxfit.com. We're also brought to you by Magic Spoon. Now, at first I was really skeptical about Magic Spoon. Their cereal is pretty good. All right, so check this out. You know when you really want a bowl of cereal, but you feel kind of bad about eating it, basically? Well, Magic Spoon is a protein-packed cereal. Now, it's got zero grains, zero sugars, and three net carbs. Now, go ahead and do the Simper Savage and marinate on that. All right? So, everybody knows that they want to have cereal late at night when you're about to go to bed. Add a little protein to that. And how about zero carbs and zero sugars? Get some Magic Spoon in your life. Use code HENDO SAVES. That's H-E-N-D-O-S-A-V-E-S. HENDO SAVES. And you're going to get a good little discount at magicspoon.com. All righty. Welcome to America's podcast. Today we have on. Savannah Brister. How's it going, Savannah? Pretty good. Good, good. good. (laughs) So yeah, um, I guess Rachel found you on on Instagram and uh, 
Excited to have you on because you apparently got some pipes on you. <laughs> <laughs> I like to sing. I like to sing. <laughs> yeah. So how, how long have you been singing? I would say, I mean, most people would say when I was a baby, but I started really getting into it when I was around 13 years old. Really? Okay. Right, how old are you now? I'm 19. Okay. Me, me and Rachel were actually having this conversation. But was, we were wondering how old you are. <laughs> and um, she was like, I'm going to say early 20s max. And I was like, what if she's like 15? <laughs> you never know. You, yeah. never know. you got one of those faces. Like, I do. Some people are like, um, you know, they look like they could be 12 or, yep. or 22. You know yeah. what I mean? So at least, you know, you'll probably be looking young for most of your life. Yeah, so. I, I hope. Yeah, you got that going for you. So what's – what's um, What's the exciting things going on for you right now? I know you've you've been on a roller coaster. I saw your stuff uh, from The Voice. That's yeah, pre- that was yeah. pretty awesome. So thank you. How's how's everything now? Um, I would say, I mean, this year obviously has been <laughs> a little weird. Yeah, I'm sure. As far as like um, you know, performances, <laughs> yes. tours, and all that kind of stuff. Like, yes. it's hard to get into any kind of venue. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen. I had on Adam McClellan. I don't know if yeah. you know him, but yeah, he. Um, he goes to the Slider Inn a lot. That's yeah. where he likes to perform at. And um, I think Ashton Riker has been at Ashton. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's been at Slider Inn a good bit. So That's cool. um, I had him on a while back. But yeah, I mean, are, are you going anywhere? Like performing around here? Or? Just now, like within the past month, thankfully, um, things have started picking up a little bit. Like I'm not getting my hopes up too much because mm. <laughs> you know you never know. Yeah. But I still, um, I think this year has been really cool though because I found it's very hard for me to be creative when I'm super, super busy playing a lot. Mm. And this year, everything came to a very, very quick stop. Yeah. But it kind of gave my brain room to breathe for a second. So I really, really got into the writing and um, did this thing called Songwriter Sunday where I I forced myself if I couldn't before then to write a song on Sunday and post it. (laughs) Like (laughs) some of the weirdest stuff came out, but I was like, I'm going to write a song every single Sunday. And that just kind of kept me going um, until now. And yeah, now I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm doing one thing, a songwriter night at the Halloran Center right next to the Orpheum. Okay. I think in December. And um, one really cool thing that's going on right now, I'm playing in people's backyards mm. and just going. And I I was talking to my manager. I was like, hey, we could do the backyard tour. <laughs> just hit <laughs> up would, everyone we be, know. <laughs> that would be really cool. Though. It'd be cool. I think yeah. it's, you know, there's, you you can approach this year with two different things. You can like be really negative about it or really positive about it. And I yeah. think it's a great time just to get creative. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Man, yeah. a backyard tour. That'd be backyard pretty cool. Backyard tour, right? So how are you getting those booked? Is it just like word of mouth? Or? It just happened. Um, a friend of mine was like, hey, we are bored out of our minds. And they don't have kids. And they're in their 30s. And they're like, can you just come play and we'll like get our friends to come and throw a, a like 10 bucks for you and a hat mm. and you can bring and I was like sure I mean I was just thirsty to play I would play for free but yeah I uh I went and did that now that's kind of become a normal thing and we're already talking to other people and be like hey can we come thinking of like people that live um like on a body of water like you can really yeah. get cool footage and stuff um especially in this day and age with all, all the virtual things so um I don't know I'm excited it's kind of it's a idea floating around in my head that's awesome i mean i i haven't heard anything like it so i'm, I'm yeah. sure it's going to do well <laughs> it's, i mean especially like you know in the memphis area where yeah. you know are you are you from here yeah okay Born so raised, yeah, yeah. That, i bet that helps you out a lot yeah i'm actually not from here really? so i'm actually 
you know, with all the people that I have on the podcast, mm-hmm. none of them know who I am. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like I'm, you know, just connecting with people that I've already previously talked to or they've heard of me or anything. So it's just a bunch of random people. So yeah. um, I bet that really helps you out doing that backyard type thing because mm-hmm. it's, you know, this is where you're from. You yeah. might have some locals. So mm-hmm. it's a, that's a really cool opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So what is your what is your manager really doing for you as far as uh, like your music career? How are they yeah. how are they involved? Currently, right now, I mean, sh- she helped me a bunch book up all the gigs that were canceled. Oh man! <laughs> but um, right now, it's it's more so she she's the bomb, and she, we I call her more of my mentor just because she, she's I'm like I text her I'm like what, what do you think of this idea? What do you think? And it's it's been like a gradual thing, um, but I uh, right now we're just kind of running around ideas. I'm th- I'm thinking about doing an EP. I've thought about it for the last year or two. And what makes you think about it? I, I or like I've, what makes you on the fence about yeah, it? Yeah, I I think I'm very much a perfectionist, mm. and I really um, I'm just now I released a single in um, April. And it's the first single where I'm like, this is the artist I want to be. This is what I want to do. And so now just I feel like figuring out where I want to live in the music world. Um, I really want to take my time picking out the songs and like picking the producers and doing all those those things. So I think um, at the beginning of this year, I was like, it's going to happen this year. And then (laughs) then this happened. But I'm kind of thankful it did because it really gave me time to do all the writing and everything. Um, So I who knows? It could be next year. Um. But I'm kind of I'm really allowing myself I think at this point to be patient and just kind of enjoy the process of things. Oh, so. okay. I mean, it's it's an up and down battle when it comes to like how do you please your fans? You yeah, know what I, know. I mean? Like you have to figure I, out I what know. what do they want? Yeah. You know what I mean? And at the same time, you have to battle what do I want? Yeah. Do? So God. I know. And I know what what is something that helps you? I guess figure out your fans because mm-hmm. I mean, with. What like what exactly would you say is the type of music that you do? Um, I'm definitely an R&B soul artist, very okay. Memphis, very Memphis. Um, and I would say, especially this year, just honestly, social media and kind of posting things, experimenting. Um, they really, really did like the original songs that I did and got really into that. I had a bunch of my fans say, I have like my notifications on now. I'm like, I'm ready to go every single Sunday. I'm like, and <laughs> um, I, every now and then I'll do a cover. I think um, just experiment, just yeah. experiment and play around. Um, I think a lot of them have been with me since I, I started releasing music, I think, when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of them have kind of grown up with me over the past few years. Um, so it's kind of cool to just continue experimenting and figuring out what they like and um i'm all about the spotify for artists thing i like Mm -hmm. seeing that and seeing what they like to listen to so um yeah that's helped out a bunch this year as well yeah that spotify for artists really helps out cool it's really cool do you have the um They've got the Apple for artists. Have you gotten that? I have not. And I just, it's so funny you said that because I just talked about that today. I was like, I really need to get that and yeah. start working on that too. Yep. They've got, <laughs> um, what is it? Apple for artists. And then um, there's one more. I can't think of what it is. But yeah, they're starting to get these, starting to pump. Oh, Amazon Music for artists. Oh, really? Yeah, they've oh, got that out I need now. To write these down. Yeah, yeah. Um, huh. Let's see. I think Amazon is doing some things there's some podcasts I, mm-hmm. I should put you on that uh are talking about like the things that are going on in the music industry yeah, yeah, yeah. and um 
Amazon is trying to take another step into yeah. being one of those, uh, I guess, distributors or whatever, mm-hmm. because they like, okay, so if you were going to buy music online, like where would, where would you buy music? I, to be honest, I haven't bought music in so long. Exactly. So, <laughs> so. And it's been so long. Yeah. So I was telling, um, I was telling the last person I had on the podcast, who, who was I talking to? Who's the last person I had on the podcast? Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. Well, I know I was talking to Matt Montrell about it. Yeah. And, oh, Tori, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I was talking to both of them about like buying music and Amazon is one of the places where you can buy music. Like the two places I could think of were um, Amazon and the Google Play Store, yes. which Google Play just got rid of their music. Yeah. So like they don't have music anymore. It's now just YouTube mm-hmm. music. But um, Bandcamp. Yeah. yeah. So Bandcamp, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. And then um, Amazon and then the Google Play. Those are like the mm-hmm. three big ones I knew that were super easy to just like go on the site, yeah. go buy music. So I think Amazon will really benefit from mm-hmm. taking advantage of that because, yes. I mean, you can stream music from them and buy music from them. That's something that Spotify doesn't have. Or, you know, Pandora is more like radio and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. uh, Ben, as in that's, that, was their, that was their like main name is Pandora, like radio. Mm-hmm. So that was huge back in the day. But like now that we have Spotify, we know that we can just – I think Pandora, the frustrating thing about that mm-hmm. was like – you would go to click on a person or a song. Like if you wanted to listen to some song by Beyonce, whatever it was, if you clicked on it, it would play like a radio station by it. It would never play the song you wanted. It would never play that song. I remember that. Like maybe even if you bought it, it probably still wouldn't play that song. (laughs) (laughs) They wanted you to listen to it for hours. (laughs) So, but that's the difference between them and like Spotify. Spotify, you just, if you want to listen to a song, you just play that song. If you have a subscription to it, you can play whatever song you want, whenever you want. Uh So that's something that Amazon can really take advantage of is not only can you play that music, but you can buy that music. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, people will probably catch on to that maybe Mm -hmm. in the, in the future. But, um, as far as, you know, being an artist, like that's something that you can, you know, tell your, tell your people about like, Hey, go to this site. And not only can you listen to my music, you can buy it. Do you do that with Bandcamp? I just now, and I can't even remember why I had to post one of my songs on Bandcamp. Um, but I just now that that single that's the first okay. thing I posted on there. So I really I don't push it enough. Probably I do push the Spotify thing a lot. I'm like get those listeners, go follow, go. Follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just because it's easy, right? It's easy, and people are, I feel like are more apt to do that. And another thing that I've noticed, while like you get a lot of people to follow and unfollow on social media i think on spotify if you follow a person on spotify you're never gonna unfollow that person oh yeah you know what i'm saying so i kind of i always i that's my mentality when i go there so i'm like i will have a fan for life (laughs) they're stuck with me now absolutely so So, like how do you what what is your main social media thing is it instagram twitter instagram 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 i love it and I hate it. It's a love hate relationship. <laughs> so, so why do you love it, and then why do you hate it? I I really like photography. I th- I feel like a lot of artists like photography. I don't know yeah. why, but I, I it's just part of our brain, and I like expressing myself in that way. And it's really quick, and I can show them my dogs or something really quick on stories. Um, I think 
Social media does not come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. I, I've watched some other friends of mine, and they're just so good at just immediately when something happens, they get their phone out, and they're like, and that's just not my first reaction. Mm. And so I'm having to train myself to start doing that more because I know that's what my fans like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's why I don't like it because it's it feels sometimes like another job, but... I still enjoy it. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's weird. So I think it's just a matter of me forcing myself again to like continue doing it and um, just having fun with it. I, I think I think that was the main purpose it was created for anyways, just for us to connect. And this year has been great because we were disconnected and yeah. it gave a great way for me to continue doing my thing and um, connecting with my fans. I mean, the way... Instagram started compared to what it is now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like a di- it's a different it's a different app. It is because I it mean really it, is. it started out for photographers. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. it turned out to be some sort of advertise like self advertising yeah. app where people well, like the the users mm-hmm. are the ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean we're we're basically just marketing ourselves to yes. people through through Instagram, which is pretty That's wild. Right. Now, how do you feel about um, TikTok? Okay, so <laughs> I don't like TikTok. Okay. <laughs> but I could see why somebody who is a creator or somebody who enjoys that kind of things would yeah. like it. Yeah. I think that Instagram is the ultimate app for yes. creators because yes. mm-hmm. so um Instagram steals everybody's ideas. Yeah. And they're really good at it. Uh-huh. So that tells me that Instagram's the ultimate app yeah. because it can take whatever other apps are doing and then do it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So when we had the um, the filters mm-hmm. that started on Snapchat and then yes, you're right. and then Instagram was like, "Oh, we'll do filters." Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody was like, "Oh, snap. I can just do everything on um Snapchat that I can do on Instagram. Yeah. And then boom. And then actually no, it started out with um what was it? The stories. Snapchat had stories That's and Instagram right. didn't. And wow. then Instagram stole the stories from Snapchat. I forgot about that. And then it's and then they stole the filters. Yeah. And then TikTok came along yep. and TikTok was like, yo, we're a completely different app. Yeah. Let's, go. <laughs> Let's go. And then so they took over the the social media storm and then Instagram was like, how about these reels? Yep. <laughs> so now Instagram has reels that are just like TikTok. Just like it. And I was like, holy crap. But the funny thing is Facebook hasn't changed. No. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, ch- it, it changes, but yeah. it's still the same concept. Like it there's, is. they don't make any huge moves. Yeah. And Facebook owns Instagram. Yep. So it's kind of like, I don't know, being the older brother and yep. then like you just keep getting new stuff, but you just give it to your younger brother. <laughs> you don't even take it for yourself. It's what works, so, yeah. <laughs> very unselfish of Facebook. Yes. But um, I'm, I'm very impressed yeah. that, that Instagram has that ability to yeah. just continuously take other people's ideas yeah. and do well. Do well. Like, um, I think I was looking at some of the numbers of the reels, mm-hmm. and people were getting millions of views on these reels, and I'm just like, what's the point of TikTok now? <laughs> what is the point? But, I mean, do you use TikTok? I do, and I did. It was one of my other quarantine things where I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a TikTok every day. Um, 
I Every think day? I, I didn't successfully. I said, <laughs> <laughs> successfully. It, it started and then like by day two, I was like, this is not going to work. But I, uh, um, yeah, I, I think it was really good for artists for mm. a time. I think, I don't know if you know the guy, um, entrepreneur named Gary Vee. Yeah. But he was one of the first people, like, right when the app came out, he was like, everybody go get on this yeah, app Yeah, he was now. telling everybody. Everybody. And I didn't really get on it. And what was so funny, the voice, too, um, the voice told us to get the app. They're like, They told hey. you to get a TikTok? Yeah. They were like, <laughs> get a TikTok. And they were more so giving advice of, like, hey, you're going to want to build the online presence yeah. thing. And I was a dumb teenager and I, I looked at my friends. I was like, hey, what? I didn't even know what it was. I was yeah. like, hey, what's TikTok? And I'm like, it's stupid. Don't get it. And I so wish I got it. Because <laughs> who knows? Who knows how many, like I could have been TikTok or whatever they call it. TikTok famous. Yeah, and, yeah. But I think it was so cool because all of these independent artists rose to the top, like yes. immediately. Yeah. And so I think for all of us, we were like, oh, this is possible. You can get a number one and, and be, you know, not have a label, not have anything yeah. going on. So I think it was cool. Now, it is now obviously oversaturated. So there's, I mean, you'd have to have like a massive hit and you blow up real quickly. But I think now... The next time, I think for any lesson to have learned from this, the next time Gary Vee tells you to get, <laughs> to get an app, you get that app. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the dude, he doesn't miss. Like, no, he, he does he'll not. show you videos of like when he predicted something was going to be big and he predicted when something was going to crash. Yep. And to me, I think, to me, I think TikTok is going to decline mm -hmm. drastically. I was almost right too early. Mm -hmm. Uh, when Trump was going to ban TikTok, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, I hit this on the <laughs> on the nail early." Now, <laughs> but um, I think it's God, it's some company that starts with a Q. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like them and uh, Microsoft were supposed to like have I like know a joint. What you're talking about? Is yeah, it, is it Quibi? It might be. I don't know. It, it might be. I may have just made a word. I don't know. <laughs> Screw it. Yeah. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> but yeah, they were supposed to have like some joint venture to like acquire TikTok to oh. get rid of the whole like Chinese scandal yeah. and stealing yeah, the information yeah. thing. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll last, but to me, Instagram is literally killing other yeah. other apps. Like yeah. I mean, do you use Snapchat? I not as much as Instagram. Okay, so yeah, see right there. Mm -hmm. Like I, I used to use Snapchat, and then um, it just I don't know. It just didn't really appeal to me mm -hmm. uh, the way maybe Instagram does. So, um, but yeah, with TikTok, I I don't know. It's it's just too. It's too much entertainment for me. Does that make sense? It is a lot of stuff. Like you, there's not a second you waste before you get yeah. to the next thing. Like. On Instagram, I'm constantly on producer pages mm -hmm. and um, like helpful hints on mm -hmm. like how, like um, physical therapy, um, athletes and stuff like that. So I'm constantly looking at that kind of stuff. I don't really look at too many like funny things yeah. and like entertainment type stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I. I use it as like a tool to like educate myself mm -hmm. and uh, and like find new artists and yeah. you know especially with the podcast I find new people that are yeah, yeah, yeah. in this area and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So TikTok doesn't appeal to me. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever heard of what's his name, um, Rick Barker? Yes. So yes. I found mm -hmm. Rick Barker. I think through Instagram. It might have been a Facebook ad. I can't yeah. remember, but um, 
He doesn't like TikTok. He thinks TikTok <laughs> is stupid. <laughs> but he understands. He's yeah. just like me. Like we both think it's t- stupid, but yeah. he understands how powerful it can be. Like yeah. it can it can skyrocket your career. Yeah. But um, another thing about TikTok to me is you would have to have the type of music mm-hmm. that people are going to use. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, do you think that would benefit you at all? I I got to that point too because. I watched, and right now I think a lot of hip hop um, and rap and um, kind of indie pop stuff mm-hmm. is really, really hitting right now. And because it's dance music, it's dance music. Yeah. And to be honest with you, even my fast stuff isn't that kind of vibe. Yeah. So I was, I did kind of think about. I was like, can I even? Is this even gonna? <laughs> mm. Is this even work? So I do think you do. You need to kind of take it as that is and just, you know, I, I think it can be beneficial. Um, you know, another Gary Fee thing. I'm a huge fan. Um, he's just like create content. Like, yeah. So I think that does help where if I post an acoustic thing of me doing my song, I can then post it on Instagram, mm-hmm. post it on and just create a bunch of things. And and I still have like, I think <laughs> this is going to sound so sad. I have like 150 fans on TikTok. So mm-hmm. it's still kind of getting your name out there. Um, but I, I don't know. I do think it's kind of a toss up. I think, especially since it was such a big thing this year and this year has been so weird. I yeah. can so see people canceling it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just saying, we're done with TikTok. We're yeah. moving on to the next thing. So that could definitely happen. Who knows? So but, what about Facebook? How are you on Facebook? I I need to be more involved with Facebook. I have a lot of fans on Facebook. I have a um a a pretty older fan base on there. And then I just started with the voice acquiring a younger fan base. So okay. I, I I think that's funny. But do you um, have the artist page and do you have like your personal page? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I um I need to I need to work on it more. I need to figure out how to do more of that like I do Instagram because <laughs> I do a lot of Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> it's a struggle. Um but I I think I'm just now starting to figure out like different things and you seriously can pose like the same thing on every single platform. I think it's just a matter of answering everyone and um, doing that. And I sound so opposite of a normal teenager. <laughs> but <laughs> So how do you go about like uh, the answering people? Do you, I mean, are you flooded with messages or more comments? How does, how are you interacting with people? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, both. Yes, both. <laughs> um, especially during the voice, after coming off the voice, like that's the highest my social media has ever been. Mm. And I think I I was very involved in it at that point because um, I just, it, uh, that was a part where it was fun. It wasn't like, I was just like sharing stuff that was going on. And I think um, obviously that kind of wore off and eventually I kind of fell back into the swing of life and everything. But I'll do this thing with Facebook <laughs> um, where I'll go like a good two, three weeks without doing anything with it. Like I'll have I'll have it on Instagram where I'm posting it on my artist page. You know how you can like swipe oh, post yeah, on Facebook. Just, yeah. And so I'll be posting stuff, but I won't go check Facebook. So then my fans have literally made fun of me. I will go and I'll just have one like binge day where I just answer everybody for like the past month oh wow (laughs) and they're like savannah you're insane but i'll go i try my best to go back and comment um back with everyone um and i i tell most people hey if you like really really want to 
like contact me, just text me. <laughs> That's the best way to go with me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. How are you getting in contact with uh so have you done any like features or stuff like that on actual tracks? Um, I I will say I um last or this summer, um, I went to Jacksonville. One of my voice buddies, he's creating a gospel album right now. And okay. I'm so excited. We record something there. And he um, tentatively is planning on releasing next year. So mm. I'm excited. Okay. So how are you, if somebody wanted to, I guess, communicate with you, mm-hmm. what would be the best way for them to do it? I'd say Instagram DMs. Really? <laughs> same, same way Rachel did. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, always, always go there. I always answer those within uh, like at least 24 to 48 hours. Um, so I, uh, that's usually, that's my favorite app. Like I could be on that thing all day long. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to Tori about, um, I had Luis on, you know, Luis Page. That sounds familiar. I don't know. I had her on. And um, when I asked her to come on the podcast, mm-hmm. I messaged her on Instagram, yeah. but she was like, hey, send me a, an email. And like what she said, I was oh, like, yeah. an email. Yeah. I'm messaging you right now. Why do I have to send you <laughs> something you- <laughs> else? But she said that um, she knows it's legit if you send her an email oh. because like so many people like message her on Instagram or something and mm-hmm. they, they're they don't really follow through with it. So ah. they might just really be trying to hang out or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. They're not really trying to have that business interaction. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, all right. That I ma- am, it makes sense. I like my emails. I, I check my emails. I love emails. Like two or three times a day. I, yeah. I will say, yeah, out of everything, that is definitely the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, because you can fit so much information. Mm-hmm. You can throw links in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's why emails is very efficient to me. My I've got a friend down in um down in Dallas, uh, Flight Pilot D, and he <laughs> he's always like making fun of me because I'm yeah. always talking about emails. And he's like, "Dude, what is up with you and emails?" It? I'm like, "Dude, it's the most efficient way to communicate with people yeah. because you can type out as much as you need mm-hmm. to. You can throw links in there. You can throw pictures in there, mm-hmm. uh, files, whatever. Like you can't do that on you know just Instagram or whatever. So especially like a comment, you yeah. know. What I mean, like I guess you can." like copy paste a link through a through a, a dm or something like yeah. that but i don't know it I've, is more work yeah, yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> so what about twitter are you on twitter i am on twitter i'm not <laughs> see that's how you blow up is twitter twitter yeah. no uh, i will say i'm starting i i don't think i'm good at engaging with other people on twitter i think mm. I, that it's a matter of that because it's more conversation on there yeah so i think it's a matter of me kind of getting that down i do post things every now and then i'll think i'm funny and i'll post something <laughs> I'm not funny at all i'll be like here's my dog um rough and i <laughs> i don't know but i i'm starting i think this year of all years it's really forced me to be like social media and so yeah, i'm starting yeah. i think to finally learn where i can live on each of these crazy apps <laughs> so how do you manage your like uh, artist life with your personal life when it comes to like all the apps well i don't have a life <laughs> that's how <laughs> that's there how you, you go <laughs> just cancel the life just so you're good <laughs> great all yeah. business that's it <laughs> I, <laughs> I think i i do it I, I would say I'm probably 80% business on there and 20% personal. Okay. Um, that's just because what it's what comes out. Most of my personal stuff, like if I have a family photo, like on my mom's birthday, I'll post a picture of mom, you know. Um, but most of the time, it's just music because it's just 
that's what I do. <laughs> mm, yeah. So I um I don't know. I think um it's just whatever you're feeling in the moment. If you feel all vulnerable and stuff, you know, we all have those little you know things where we feel like we should just share what's going on. But most of the time, it's like here's a song. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so how is uh, I guess your your friends and mm-hmm. family when it comes to you know the the musical part of you yeah. is is there a big um, I guess are people interacting with you when it comes to that as far as like you know if you got some friends from high school that are they're always like supporting you yeah. or, or family members how does that work I have a a heck of a a team. I mean, they really, really do support me. Um, I I still have my old high school buddies, and oh, we were actually friends in middle school. We've we've been friends forever, and they're always at my gigs. I remember I have a picture of all of my friends. It was my very very first gig when I was 13 years old and they all came nice. and showed up and I have a selfie of all of us just hanging out and I'm like a little I'm a little chick but I <laughs> I um I really just have a great support system they all show up at gigs if I call and I'm like hey I, I need to like sell out this place tonight so they asked me to sing at this place <laughs> <laughs> they'll come and um they really like I've experienced nothing but support from them they're nice. they're really awesome that's what's up yeah, I mean, some people, they talk about how they don't get support from their hometown or they don't get um, a lot of friends to support mm-hmm. them. But in today's age, it makes it yeah. a lot easier that you don't need your hometown to support you. Yeah. I mean, you can get support from wherever you wherever you want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just like, so if you um, are posting something on Instagram, if mm-hmm. you have a, a sponsored post, it asks you, hey, where do you want your post to target? Yeah. And it's like, oh. You could you could basically take a bunch of pictures and put the location as Los Angeles mm-hmm. and act like you're from Los Angeles. Yeah. You could be living in <laughs> Knoxville, Tennessee, yeah. and people could think you're in Los Angeles. That's true, and which is mind blowing. But yeah. that's that's the reality. Of social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the part of social media is the fact that you can you can do whatever you want to and be wherever like be from wherever you want to and and pick up that audience yeah do you feel but do you feel like like memphis is your biggest your biggest draw in of fans i would definitely say yes according to live shows i think um when it comes to spotify i think the last time i checked the biggest city that listens to my music is actually LA. Really? So that was interesting. It was really cool. For a time it was a different country. I can't remember which which one and I was like, where'd this come from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go on a tour. Yay. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but um tour. Yeah. <laughs> so our backyard tour. Yeah, right. <laughs> um but yeah, it's um I would definitely say that that's really cool to see the Spotify thing. I just got into that this year and I think dropping that um newest single and having the voice fans helped it I, I me mean, actually have listeners like the the mm. last two songs I released I had like twenty people <laughs> listen oh. to it. But um this year it was really cool to actually see statistics on on where people were listening. That was yeah. really, really, really cool. Um but yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the uh the podcasts I was talking about that I listened to, they really help with like the marketing. So have you yeah. ever heard of Submit Hub? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Submit Hub is a great place to start getting your music out there. It is. Because what they do is they help you 
not only find other people, but you mm-hmm. know, so you can find people to collaborate with. Yeah. But when you submit your music out to those curators, it allows you to get your music into playlists. Yes. I was listening to um, some podcast. I'm not sure if it was like the DIY musician or something, mm-hmm. but um, in this podcast, the guy was talking about he started music in. It was either 2018 or 2019. Okay. It was like April of 2018 or 2019. I can't remember. But anyways, um, he said that he had very few. I'm, I want to say maybe like hundreds of plays or something mm-hmm. like that. And then he said now he is about to break 400,000 streams a month. Wow. Yeah, because he just constantly was just like making contact with mm-hmm. people and um, attacking those curators mm-hmm. and just getting just getting his his music out there, and um, it just you know eventually just over time it just blew up. And I was like, man, that's crazy. But he said he only does like ambient music, so he's just like making instrumental wow. instrumental instrumentals. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and um, I think it was one of the playlists he had was like calming music yeah so people who are just you know i guess meditating or doing yeah. yoga or about to go to sleep like yeah. that's it they're just gonna throw on that playlist and wow. boom there you go he can make a lot of money though on youtube exactly yeah just make those videos to spotify Whew, he's good to go yeah mm-hmm. and you know that's that's just where you just find your niche yep. i mean not everybody can do that yeah but he just found <laughs> he just his found niche thing. so mm-hmm. that that's something that you know, once you find that as an artist, you mm-hmm. know, that it's going to skyrocket your career. Yeah. Which even with, so you said R&B and like mm-hmm. soul is your type thing. Like, I wouldn't say most younger people are really into that. Yeah. No. No. I, I figured that out pretty quickly. I think I did. I didn't really know I wanted to do that. It was so funny when I was 15, I actually was a country artist. And mm. most people now laugh because they're like, oh, my gosh, you were so, so. But <laughs> I uh, I think I was just kind of playing around. And then I finally, my first single sounds more pop. Okay. And my second single is definitely pop. And then um, this just, I think, be growing um, through the past few years with um, different mentors, different friends. Um Finally, kind of really, really digging into this city and, and figuring out and just really figuring out what I like listening to, I yeah. think. And then I was like, oh, this is what and I, I like doing. I picked up the guitar this year. Um, so that kind of changed my sound. And um, yeah, I, I definitely I do have an older uh, demographic that really likes my music, but I'm cool yeah. with it. I kind of feel like Sarah Bareilles because <laughs> she definitely has an older demographic, but it's it's kind of cool. I'm an old soul anyway. So. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of a a crazy demographic for somebody like you to have because yeah. you're so you understand the tech savvy stuff, mm-hmm. which they might not. Yep. So. Yeah. To grab their attention, their attention. would be kind of difficult, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, with the right marketing, like you can, yeah. you can get anybody. Which is weird because, like, the people who are running the music business yeah. are that age. It's probably yeah. a bunch of like forty to sixty year old people <laughs> who right. are like the <laughs> top managers and directors yeah. within the music industry. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I mean, have you? Me yeah. Have, <laughs> So I'm, I'm assuming. So what happens after the voice? Like, so I I made it. I made it to the battle. Yeah, I got kicked off the battle. Then I got brought back. Which on the was bogus, stage. by the way. I actually just watched that, and so 
Okay, so your voices were just two different voices. Mm -hmm. She had a very different voice mm -hmm. that my ears don't really care for. Like, don't get me wrong. She sounded phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I just preferred your voice because it had a more smooth, soothing, soothing sound to it. Oh, it was that you. you had that very as soul type mm -hmm. sound to it. I just prefer your voiceover. So, which is weird that John Legend went with her because, you know, he seems yeah. like more of a, a soul type R&B yeah. type person. So yeah. I was very confused by that. But, yeah, um, yeah that was... <laughs> Anyways, I just had to have that. Oh, thank one. you. Yeah. I appreciate it. For you those know. of you who don't know, go watch that episode on um, on YouTube. Season sixteen, y'all. Season sixteen. Season sixteen. Uh, what was her name? Maylene or something. Maylin. Yeah. Maylin. Maylin yeah. yeah. and Savannah. And um, when we were young. Yeah, you can you can hear the complete. They're completely different voices, but her like Savannah's voice to me just sounded. It's just, it sounds better to me just because that's what I prefer. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe John was going for something different. Um, like he just wanted. Uh, so what was the point of the battle? I'm not, I don't ever watch The Voice. Oh, no, you're so. good. You're good. So the first round is the blind audition. It's basically where like they turn turn their chairs and they yes. pick. And so made it through that. And then the battle, basically each, um, each coach has 12 people on their team and they basically pit. Uh, two of their own team people together okay. and have to pick one of them. So mm. um, sh we were both on Team Legend, and um, it's it's kind of a <laughs> – it's stressful because we all, like, love each other. It's a very big family because we're all, like, crazy about the same thing, and we're just like, oh, you like music too? Great. And um, that was a really cool thing that I'd never experienced before. But then you're like – crap we're in a competition yeah <laughs> so um we just kind of enjoyed it while we were there and i think she and i we made it very clear i think if you watch the show half the time you do see battles and they literally look like they're fighting on stage like mm. you just you feel that's awkward that yeah you feel like the other person's trying to up the other yeah. you know and that doesn't <laughs> singing yeah. over, singing over you <laughs> singing and over you and like oh i can do this right and you know you people really go at it and granted that is it's a competition and yeah. that's what but i think she and i both went into it and we were like hey let's just make a good song yeah, let's, let's just let's make let's a just hit do it yeah. let's just do it and i appreciate that and i think they even made a point about that they're like y'all both blended y'all yeah. just y'all didn't try to do anything so i think we kind of took that risk of like, okay, please, please, Lord, let us, one of us get stolen. Like we were really, yeah. and what's so funny, we're backstage, right? And it's the first night of filming of the battles and we hear the steals going like, mm. and each person only, I think had two steals and like six of them happened that night <laughs> and before, and we were the last ones that night. They mm. made us the last ones. And I was like, well, this has been fun. <laughs> I, like, I already knew. I was like, we're done. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of, it's a roller coaster. We all knew. It was just the fact that we were there alone was like a once in a lot. Like we were just like, okay, well, this has been fun. Great yeah. to know you. And um, I remember I, I went home the next day and within 24 hours, they're like, hey, can you come back for the comeback stage? Oh. I was like, Okay, here we go. So we went back, and that was a cool other thing that I got to do there. And um, basically, it's through I forget how many people, but a handful of people that they chose come back, and you basically um, 
one person goes back to the lives. We, mm. So we all kind of fight to get back to the actual show. Okay. Um, and I made it to the semifinals and I got nice. again. <laughs> but um, it was still, it was awesome. I, again, I was 17. I was like, what is my life right now? This is the last yeah. year of high school. I was like, this is a great senior trip. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. So um, after that, I think, um, <laughs> long answer to your question, no, go ahead. but um, I I would say it just opened up a lot of doors. I I just think um, it gave me some street cred, so I was really able to gig then, really able to book the shows, um, I co- be able to collaborate with more people, um, and so I think it it does help tremendously yeah. to for any even just to prove to yourself okay this is possible like yeah. uh, this is i can do this this is so i think um just between confidence and believing that that it can happen and um just opening the doors i mean, i recommend anyone get on the show <laughs> <laughs> get on the show so how so. did how did you get on the show um well i had tried out when i was 15 and mm. i made it um is it kind of like a wait in line type thing yeah, okay. it was ra- wrapped around the building. I've never seen that many people in my life. And I uh, it's I don't know if any people know this, but there's like a lot of auditions before you get to that audition. And there's there. Oh, it's a lot. So, I, again, I was just thinking when I got there, I was like, oh, did I even they, they made a mistake. But I will <laughs> <laughs> realize later. Let's just not tell them. Um, there's like five auditions, I would say, before that audition. So five auditions and then you and stand then, in line for the for the big audition. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I went to Atlanta that first time and the second time and I did not I made it to like the second audition and then I didn't get it and my mom was like, You gonna try it again? I was like, Heck yeah, I'm gonna try it again. <laughs> and so <laughs> um it just didn't work out timing wise when I was sixteen. I'm thankful, um, because I still needed some to grow before I went and did all that. But mm. um I hit seventeen and we were in Atlanta and I was like, let's just do it again. Let's just see. Let's and I it really wasn't even the fact that I thought I I could get on the show. It was let's just get a step further. Let's mm. just get a little bit further than we did last time. I'm a goal oriented person. Yeah. And so <laughs> I I did it and we just it just kept going. I mean it we just got callback after callback and um I uh I they send you down there for the executive callbacks for a week after you've made it through um, so many auditions and um, you sing in front of 20 executive producers of the show. That is the most intimidating thing <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> I think I died. <laughs> I was like, is this my body? Am I alive? Um, and genuinely walked out of there and I was like, nope, I didn't get it, mom. And I we kept going. So um, just prepare for anyone who does audition if you're listening to this, there's a lot of steps, but just I think the main thing that friends of mine told me that had been on the show was just trust the process. Mm. Just trust the process. So um yeah, got on the show and here we are today yeah. <laughs> in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> so with with being in front of those people, so you said the the twenty executive producers, mm-hmm. that's nerve wracking. But what about being on stage? So like, <laughs> it's basically a concert, pretty yeah, much. And then is. not only is it a concert, but you're being judged in this concert by 
is it Kelly Clarkson? There's Kelly Clarkson, John Legend, uh, Blake Shelton, and Adam Levine was on season 16. So these people who are established in the music industry are <laughs> judging you. Yeah. And you're 17. How, how do you feel? Like, where is your mind actually still inside your brain? No, I blacked out. I oh was like, <laughs> I couldn't imagine. I I went, I remember, and there's such a buildup because they send you after you've been picked after the executive callbacks, um, they send you to LA for a month for what I call voice boot camp. You mm. have um, rehearsals, you have vocal lessons, you have choreography, you have um, the hair, you have the you know you have all yeah. those things, and there's such a buildup to that one day you're there for 30 days preparing mm -hmm. and you don't know even the the week of the blind auditions where they're filming it's five days you don't know what night you're gonna do it they tell you the night before wow. like at nine o'clock so we're all stressed exhausted i mean talk about just whoo i <laughs> i was exhausted after that experience it was awesome yeah. but you definitely have to be taking care of yourself and i uh <laughs> i remember walking out and they they have this little at backstage they had this little vocal booth um and you can hear, like, I remember seeing the side of Adam Levine's face at one point or Kelly Clarkson's face. And as they shut the doors after one other artist went, and I was like, oh, this is real. This is <laughs> I was like, I'm not dreaming. Not dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> and my, um, the vocal coach that trained us behind the scenes, she was an absolute gem of a human. Her name was Trelawney. And I, I kept asking her, I was like, okay, so like how much time? And she was like, oh, honey, you have plenty of time. You're fine. You're good. So they put me in this vocal booth where you get to basically run through your song one more time mm. before you go out. Uh, no pressure. And I I run through it, and I'm still thinking in my brain, oh, I, I, I'm getting nervous, like, thinking about this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I still have so much time. I'm fine. And I remember literally they open up this little small, like, it, it's literally this big. For mm. me. And they open it up. They have Mike in hand. They're like, you ready to go, kid? <laughs> and I'm like, Water. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Water. And uh, at this point, you're surrounded by a makeup person, a hair person. Someone's fixing my belt, making sure everything looks snazzy. And at this point, I'm like, screw it. I was like, how's everyone doing today? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just like, we're doing it now. So, um, and from then on, you hear my artist number was 79. Artist number 79. I'll never forget that. And... <laughs> They uh, they have a countdown for um, until the doors open. Mm. You actually have to move your legs and walk. <laughs> <laughs> and so I hear it and I'm like, I'm like, it's the longest and shortest countdown of my life. <laughs> and finally I was just like, all right, walk. <laughs> oh. So I walked and I blacked out. I do not remember half of it. I had to watch. Um, I do remember hugging all four of them. That was really cool. And um, <laughs> I went home and my friends were like, like, how, how was it like hugging Blake Shelton? And I was like, Blake Shelton's really tall. And, <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. I was like, he smells good. I, like, I don't know, man. I was like, my senses were all crazy. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's that's cool. crazy. Something to tell the grandkids one day. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a once in a lifetime type thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, even, I mean, even if you go on to like do 
sell out an arena or something, mm-hmm. that experience is different. It's so you know different. I mean? It's it's not an arena where you're just performing yeah. and then you can, you know, shake hands with fans and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's you're being judged mm-hmm. and it can help propel your career. It's yeah. it's com- two completely different experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so what what do you think is something that really, I guess, helped your career other than that? Like, hmm. not not so much that experience itself, yeah. but, like, what happened, I guess, after that. Like, mm-hmm. lessons you learned from that. I guess that's what I'm asking. Like, lessons you learned from that whole experience. Yeah, good question. Um, I always preach about being yourself. I think, uh, as cliche as it may sound, um, I think it's very easy, especially when you get to that point where you're looking around and seeing what everyone else is doing, seeing what they're wearing, seeing what they're singing, and you're like, what? I did the wrong thing. (laughs) And I think at that point, when you get to that executive callback, I remember being there, and I'm a very simple person, I would say, Um, and I'm just, I show up in my ripped jeans and my t-shirt, and I'm just, you know, you see, what you see is what you get, and I remember seeing a girl, and she was stunning, but she had metallic lipstick, and I was like, I didn't bring metallic lips. I mean, I, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And I think that's where you're like, no, I me, if I would never wear metallic yeah, lipstick yeah. in my life. And so Lady I think, Gaga shows <laughs> <yeah>. up. <laughs> I was like, this is not, this is not what it is. Yeah. So I think just be yourself. I mean, at that point, you're there because you were you. So yeah, yeah. um just just stay true to yourself. And then um this business. Um, both in that competition and then just the long journey, yeah. um, it's, it's a journey and you got to be patient. I think that was a long one-year process of just auditions and going back and forth to L.A. and um, figuring out all that stuff. So the anticipation of everything, I think you just enjoy it. Just mm-hmm. enjoy even now in this season where you're at home and you're figuring out what the heck to do with all your time and um, mad about not going to do shows, I think – just enjoy it. I think a year or two from now, we're going to be like, oh, man, I wish we could go through another corn. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I always look back and I wish I'd enjoyed the moment more than I did and really um, just was present. So I think mm. those were two things that I learned. So how do you feel like that impacted your life as far as your career? Because I mean, that happened to you at 17. Do you feel like expectations and pressure is completely different compared to if that happened to you at like 34? Like, do you, are you happy it happened to you so early? Or would you, you know, you mentioned earlier that you auditioned and didn't make it at yeah. 15 and 16. So do you feel like I'm happy it happened so early or do you wish it happened later? I, I think I am happy it happened so early. I, um, I think, you know, it was so funny on the show. They kept asking, I, I've been home, I was homeschooled ninth through 12th grade, and they kept asking, they're like, don't you feel like that was a sacrifice, like, to, for you to, like, take, you know, not go and be, like, a regular kid? And I was like, no, this is what I love to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was just yeah. like, this, this is just like me going back to me not having a life. <laughs> I was like, to me, I, I feel like most of the time, this is just, this is what I do. And yeah. so I think, um, I, I feel like it was such a 
an important thing for me to do when I was 17 because I don't think I would have made the same decisions afterward. I think, again, going back to the confidence thing, I was like, oh, this is possible. This is actually what I should be doing with my life. And I think that helped a bunch. I think that gave peace to my family, to be honest, because uh, as support, they're all so, 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 so supportive. But I think there's still that kind of like, oh, this is not a guaranteed career. I think mm. that's still kind of in their gut. And I think it kind of gave them like, okay, John Legend thinks she can make it. All right. <laughs> 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 it's like a seat. <laughs> so I think. <laughs> if John Legend said it's okay, it's okay. Right, it's fine. So I think it was it was perfect timing. I, I think it just – um I believe in um, all of us are set on a little journey, and that was just part of my journey. Yeah. So that's awesome. I mean, yeah. but even as you said, you know, people are asking you, "Are you sure you you know want to be like a regular kid?" But like, no, like, no, no you don't no. want to be like a regular kid. <laughs> I like, won't be me. <laughs> that's why you're there is to <laughs> yeah. not be like everybody else. Right. You want a successful career in music, mm-hmm. and you want to propel it at that time period. Yeah. Like you were ready. Yeah. You had you had the the lungs and the voice <laughs> and you're ready to do it. Yeah. And I think that's something that America really has an issue with mm-hmm. is not getting young people more involved in just art in general. Yeah. So like music mm-hmm. or drawing and painting yes. and yeah. artistic type things. Mm-hmm. Like when when I was in I don't know. I think it was like ninth and 10th grade when we had like art class. Mm-hmm. You know, we all joked around and the the teacher would give us like an assignment to like draw this, paint that. Yeah. You know, we're all just joking around. Yeah. It's, it's freaking ninth <laughs> and 10th grade or whatever. But that's something that I think really is missing from kids at that age yeah. because it gives you a, a chance to express yourself. Yeah. Especially with music because – I think freaking suicides mm-hmm. and uh, mental health issues mm-hmm. have skyrocketed among yes. kids and yeah. mainly because of social media. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but um, just giving kids an opportunity to express yeah. themselves and to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so I have, I've found out um, that I have really high adrenaline. Mm-hmm. So like when I get nervous or excited, I shake like my body just like <laughs> yeah. starts shaking. Yeah, yeah. So doing what you did, yeah. I know for sure <laughs> I would be shaking. Like I was. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I tell people. So I used to be in the Air Force, and really, um, that's awesome. I loaded bombs, wow. and I think I would be more nervous doing that <laughs> than loading bombs. And even though I do music, so I, I yeah. rap, but yeah, cool. I've, I've never done a show before or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I've like. Just thinking about mm-hmm. that type of thing, and but it's something that's good for you, you know, because you've yeah. you've been on the spot. So anything yes. from then on out yeah. is like, oh, I was on yeah, the voice. I was on- <laughs> 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 this is easy. This is easy. <laughs> you want me to talk in front of who? <laughs> that's not John Legend. <laughs> that's yeah. So, uh, so I mean, like that experience so young in your lifetime, yeah. it really helped you, mm-hmm. you know. It's going to help you mm-hmm. in your future with whatever you do. Yeah. And that's that's a risk that mm-hmm. shouldn't even be a risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's a risk that is truly an opportunity that yeah. more more young people should be exposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean it's sad that, you know, not everybody 
is a great singer like you. you know, not everybody has that opportunity to go yeah. do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that's what people should be exposed to. Yeah, I completely agree. I definitely am more on the, uh, what is it, right brain side? Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I that was most of the reason I needed to be homeschooled because I at the school I was attending, they were very athletic driven mm. school. And so they had very, very, very little chance for people like me to do those things. And I was like, mom, dad, we need to do home. I can just do this on my own. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so I think, um, yeah, I, I definitely think it's very important because there's a lot of people like you and me that, that need, that's how we express ourselves. And, um, I think a, a lot of people ask me, what what are ways that I've gotten through tough times? And really, it has been the writing thing. It's just it's a way for me to get my words and, and my thoughts out on paper. And after I, I do that, I'm like, I'm good. So mm. I think um, it'd be very beneficial. I like that you said that. Yeah. I mean, so how do you feel like is the percentage of your music words that you want people to know about you compared to like words that you think people would like, you know what I mean? Like if you were making a movie, there's stuff that you just want people to see. And then there's stuff that you're like, Ooh, somebody would like that. You know what I mean? So like what, how do you weigh that percentage of, Hmm. of lyrics? Like, are you, are you just trying to go for something that other people, you know, they would relate to or stuff that you like, Hey, I want people to know this about me. Like, I want them to hear these words about me. Yeah. Um, that's a very good question. I, I think most of the time when I write, I, I don't know. I think Especially this year, I experimented. I can't talk. Experimented more with it, um, and just kind of played around. Like I remember posting a picture, and I was like, "Hey, everyone, say one word, and I'll try to throw it into a song." Like mm. it was, it was more like a group project. I think I err more on the side of like being personal, being vulnerable. Um, that is what I've been told is my strong suit when it comes to writing, um, writing different things. So I, I don't know. I definitely think when you get into the business side of things, you definitely need to have a balance. Mm. Um, and it's just a matter. I, I think I've been able to have the freedom of doing whatever I want since I really haven't released the full project yet. So when I release these singles, like it's just kind of what, what's been on my mind or what, you know, I, uh, I'm doing, so I, I don't know. It's a, it's a good, uh, good food for thought. I need to think about that more. Yeah. That's good. I mean, cause like you'll hear, have you ever heard a song from an artist and you're like, that, that doesn't sound like them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I listen to a Definitely. lot of The Weeknd and yes. The Weeknd's yeah. like, I would say he's probably in my top five, like yeah. favorite artist period. That's cool. And there's some songs where I'm just like, that doesn't sound like him. Yeah. It's, it's really the songs that start sounding too poppy mm-hmm. because I listen to his old music, yes. like all his old mixtapes mm-hmm. with uh, like House of Balloons yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so when I first heard him on the radio, I was like, oh, snap, Weekend's on the radio now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I started hearing his other music. I was like, that doesn't sound like the old him, mm-hmm. which it's completely fine. Like yeah. you, you're supposed to change as yeah. an artist. But certain songs just didn't sound like he wrote it. You know what I mean? Like all those other music just sounded so personal. Yeah. And it's like you could feel it. And yeah, then yeah. when he starts singing these other songs, mm-hmm. I was like, it doesn't really sound like him. Yeah. So 
I mean, that that's really why I asked that question yeah. is because uh, sometimes you gotta you gotta make music that mm-hmm. you just know people would like. It. Like yeah. it might not be something that you would naturally write, but yeah. you know it would be a hit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You know. I think I'm very much so a gut person. I think as long as I follow my gut, I usually nail it on the dot mm. if, if I trust that. Now, sometimes you can let other influences affect yeah, it. Yeah. And then you're like, mm, I didn't listen to my gut. But I think I think as long as you just kind of – and that goes back to being yourself too. But Yeah. So how was it like – meeting all these different kinds of people. I mean, mm-hmm. you said the girl with the metallic lipstick. So like <laughs> yeah. uh, the South is completely different from yes, out West. And like so <laughs> the people are different and everything. So <laughs> a funny story. <laughs> so I, that is so true. And I, I, I've never gone that far out of, um, Oh, that was your first time my, out that way. That it was, I've gone to like Florida, but I've usually just stayed in the South and, I, other yeah, because Florida is not the South. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'll say like Pensacola yeah. and like go lateral from there, uh-huh. probably like right where Jacksonville is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the South. It but is. But like Orlando and like everything down below yeah. that, that's not the South. It's not the that's South. That's a different country. It's a different country. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, I. the only other place I'd been is New York, and that's so different. I went there when I was 14, I think. Um I but I never been to LA and most of the time I've always been in Memphis with the the sweet little southern people. Yeah. And I get up there. People it's every man for himself in LA. Mm. That's one thing. I was like, "Woo!" I mean, that's one thing I'd consider literally when I if if and when I'd ever move there is be like, "Oh, I will not have that southern charm anymore." Yeah. But <laughs> I remember walking around and I didn't know what weed smelled like. I didn't, I've never, I'm a goody goody. I'm I'm a church girl. (laughs) Did not know. And I remember walking around and I was like, mom, why are there so many skunks here in California? (laughs) (laughs) She was like, oh, sweetie. She said, that's pot. That is hilarious. I was like, Oh, so that's just one little Mom, one. Why do you know what that is? <laughs> yeah, we have to have another discussion now. <laughs> oh, but that's just one of many things that happened in California where it just opened. I talk about a senior trip that yeah. was eye opening. So um, <laughs> that's a little good nugget. That's funny, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's a completely different world. It and, is. You know, I personally. I like going to California. Like I've been to LA twice. And uh, I, I, did you go to San Diego? Have you ever been there? I've never been there. San Diego is amazing. Like cool. so, San Diego is like the the better version of LA. Like oh, LA's really? got LA is like uh, <laughs> okay. So LA is like when you're dating, like you're having yeah. fun meeting new people, yeah, and yeah. you're you know just having fun like dating. Yeah. San Diego is marriage. Like really? it's, it's more everything's nicer there. Like mm-hmm. everything seems like people got their stuff together. Yeah. LA is like <laughs> all the hobos and <laughs> Everyone's clubs yep. and parties. <laughs> like yeah. So San Diego is is really nice down there. And I got a friend that lives in that area and he um I think he said they have the best weather like in the world. Wow. Like um 
as far as like, the averages yeah. of like how hot it gets and how cold it gets. It it's was like, very nice it's weather. The, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. the most perfect weather. Yeah. I was trying to explain that to Rachel because we just went there uh, in July. Oh, and cool. uh, she was like, should I bring a jacket? And I was like, no. Rachel, you don't understand. It, do- <laughs> it doesn't rain there and <laughs> it feels great there year round. That's cool. And plus we were going in July. So yeah, I was like, no, fine. don't don't bring no a rain humidity. jacket. That was so, that was yeah. new to me. Yeah. <laughs> I never not had humidity. <laughs> yeah. It feels <laughs> phenomenal there. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's a great place to visit, but yeah. I wouldn't want to live there. No, it's, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> Have you thought about going somewhere else just to like, maybe like Nashville, you know? I have, I think. If I were to, there was a time, and and every now and then it still kind of pops back into my head where I, I think just for the, the heck of it as a musician to just throw myself into New York or mm. LA just to see you know how much more I could grow, what other yeah. connections like, just just for a time. I don't think I'd want to do it for a long term. Mm. Um, but ideally. I love Memphis. Yeah. I really love. I it, Nashville is cool and it's booming. It's it's really really cool. I love being able to travel there and being as close as I am. Um, but it's not. It doesn't have the same thing as Memphis. Mm. I don't know. It's just. And I think if I were like a, a country artist or even a pop artist, I think it'd be a smart move. But yeah. I think being an R&B and soul artist, I think it's smarter for me to stay. Yeah. Here. Who so. Who are some people that highly influence you that are here um well i go to hope church and that they're my family but the music there and i even told them talk about preparing for (laughs) what the last two years of my life has been i i really think they helped um me grow that much as an artist and as a musician and a singer so um just throwing me out and doing stuff and um that it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal group of musicians and and singers um, that I'm blessed to sing with every weekend. So they they've been massive um, and tremendous in helping me um, in music and just staying grounded. And then I would say, just I, I just started. I'm buddies with uh, Boo Mitchell. Okay, he's nice. awesome. He's a cool dude. <laughs> One of the nicest people. I've been you'll trying ever to meet. get him on this yeah, podcast. You have. Oh, he's so yeah. he's so. I'll I'll hit him up. But <laughs> <laughs> nice. <All laughs> like, right. Hey, um, but he, I uh, he's been awesome. And then um, I, I I'm gonna think of so many people after this. But truly, I I love I love all the people here. It's it's a really and the music community here is a very small. So we all mm-hmm. know each other. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been um, doing some readings, and there was talking about having a mentor, and yes. mentors can completely change your your perspective on certain things, mm-hmm. and your um, just your ideas on mm-hmm. what what you should do next. Do you have any mentors that oh, you yeah. have? I. Um, my mom one is my best friend. She's just awesome and a singer as well. She's a sh- that girl can sing. Yeah. And um, I, uh, <laughs> um, I would say my manager, um, Jill Dyson. She is all. She's dope. She's a cool human being. How did you um, get her as your manager? She hope. 
She oh, okay. she goes there, and um, she and I had been talking about it for a while. She runs a, a nonprofit called Angel Street. Um, they're awesome and help um, young girls uh, start singing, which is so cool. Mm. Um, but she had uh, she'd signed one artist. And her name's Tyrion. She's awesome. She's actually doing, I don't know if it's tonight. She's doing the uh, Dove Awards tonight. So she's okay. she's a really cool, cool artist. Y'all should go check her out. But um, she and I started talking about it. And what was so funny, Tyrion had done American Idol. And when my mom and I figured out I was doing The Voice, we were like, who do we know that has done this before? And so we just went to them. And we were like, hi. And we were just looking up like, what do we do? Yeah. And so they have been, both of those women have been tremendous in just helping me through the artist process and mm. just figuring out what to do. Do this song. Don't do this song. Um, say yes to this opportunity. Don't say it. I'm very bad. I'm just now learning. It's okay to say no yeah. to things. I think as an artist, we all feel pressured to say yes to everything because you think that one thing will make yeah. your career. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's very important to say no sometimes. Um, but I, uh, yeah, those, those in that group of people at Hope and um, just I'm trying to think of anyone else. Um I, I go to a vocal coach in Nashville, and she's awesome. I'd consider her a mentor. And um, I just, I really, I'm thankful for the people throughout my life, whether they just had a season or they're still with me. I think yeah. I, I, they just helped me a bunch to grow, and um, they were there for a reason, you know, each time. So, yeah. <laughs> when you have to, to make that decision on like who, who you keep around, who you don't, I mean, I'm sure like after the voice and all the other exposure you get, like a lot yeah. of people are probably reaching out to you. So yeah. is what do you, how do you balance that kind of stuff? Like, um, Hey, you know, I see what you're doing, you yeah. know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, it was an interesting experience. Um, I think again, going back to my gut, helps a lot and what's so funny is the times where I haven't followed it and then I'll see mm, you should have you know mm. and I'll, it's just a testament now to just follow that even more um, I think you know I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day and I was I'm very I'm very hard on myself and I was like I'm, I cannot believe I did this one thing I was like I don't know what you know should I keep pushing this project should I not and he was like Savannah he was like dude you're on a journey he said I do not believe in mistakes he said I believe in growth mm. and so I think you're gonna it's inevitable for any artist to make a mistake especially um, no matter if you have a team or not I think it's it you almost as an independent artist with no team, you almost have more room to be like, you know, you can educate yourself now, read the books, do the thing, you know, get the mentors. And just when those times come, I think um, this this last project that I made a mistake on, <laughs> I, I walked away and both my manager and this friend of mine who's a producer um, in Florida, he they, they both were like, dude, you just learned this lesson, this lesson, and this lesson. And it really didn't hurt you that much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they were just like, just take that for what it is. So yeah. I think just as artists, I know me personally and a lot of my friends, you you think it can make or break you every time. So mm -hmm. I think just be gentle. I think it's it, it's you're just on a journey. You're going to make a billion mistakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On stage, off stage, business wise, I was so I think it's just a matter of taking it. And I think 
now looking at what I've done over the past three or four years, four years ago, I, I couldn't have handled any of this. So I yeah. think it's just kind of look back and be like, this is how far you've come. Just keep just keep trucking along. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got the Spotify for artists. Yes. We're talking about the Amazon music for artists, stuff like that. So how involved do you really want to be as far as like um, – you know, taking care of yourself. So, I mean, your manager, you know, they're going to take care of you and handle some of those things. But as far as like doing those type of things mm-hmm. and like being self-aware of your um, music career, like yes. how much do you really like want to be involved? Because some artists just like, they're yo, like, I just want to make music and that's it. <laughs> that's like it, nothing yeah. else. So Yeah. I am very, I'm a nerd. I love all of it mm-hmm. um, to some extent, <laughs> but I I really like, I'm getting into now and even producing wise, it's it's just more of a thing. Like, I don't want to sound like an idiot when I'm in the conference room or I'm in the, yes. in the, in the production room and I'm seeing all the buttons and they all look, you know, yeah. and intimidating. So I think it's a matter of me feeling confident enough to do it, but yeah. knowing there will come a time where I'm going to be like, okay, you do it now. And yeah. so I think now is the time for me to learn all those things. I, I eat it all up. I, I watch all the YouTube videos. I listen to all the podcasts, mm-hmm. read all the books. Um, and I think um, I, I think it can be very beneficial to artists. I know a, a couple friends of mine are like that, but I think you are a little bit more vulnerable when it comes to that and people can – unfortunately take advantage of you when they know you're not educated but I have had a few experiences where either mentors advice or um me reading a book or something has helped me in a situation and I'll be like oh I'm so thankful I knew that Mm -hmm. um so I I do like being involved I think I'll always want to be somewhat involved but I'd like to be less involved one day (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean as as an artist you you hope that you're too busy yeah, to yeah. do all that <laughs> to do stuff. All that you know stuff. what I mean? Like, <laughs> you want to be either on the road mm-hmm. or just like, um, actually, now that I'm thinking about this, have you been doing Facebook Lives, like uh, the Facebook Live concerts? Yes, I've done so many of those. Really? Yeah. Okay. So how's that been going? It's been really good. I've done, I remember, especially at the beginning of quarantine, um, when gigs were canceled or we just decided to do it, um, I've done Zoom concerts. Okay. Uh, for a time, I did a, the Instagram Live thing, and I'd have a buddy come on and do it with me. Um, I've done the Facebook Live thing. And what, it was really cool because a lot – thankfully, a lot of the venues that canceled, especially in Memphis, they still honored the gig by doing it on their page as a Facebook Oh, thing. wow. So it was really cool. I did. I was supposed to do one thing with the Orpheum, and we ended up doing it on their thing. and. You know that's a lot of exposure. They yeah. had like a lot of followers. So I was like, yeah. I was afraid. I was like, that many people watch that video. Okay, cool. <laughs> so um, I think that's been cool. And it's it's again looking back at what can I focus on now? Right now, I can focus on social media because yeah. everyone's on social media. So um, yeah, it's it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a crazy world out there as far as like the things that are. The possibilities are endless. Yeah. The possibilities yeah. are endless. I mean, people talk about the Facebook Live, Instagram Live, and it, I know. Do you remember Periscope? Like, wasn't that the same thing? It was kind of like a live type type deal. Do you know what Periscope is? I don't think so. But from your reaction, I was like, I don't think she knows what Periscope is. <laughs> I think it was type, it was like a... A streaming type thing. Well, really? do you know what Twitch is? I know exactly. I was, that, I was about to bring that up. So yeah. I... Th- I don't think Periscope was like Twitch, but mm-hmm. I think it 
had something to do with streaming. I can't remember. But um, I remember it, it like, had its time. Mm-hmm. Like, it was big for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then people just kind of, I think they just dwindled all from it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the streaming thing is, you know, it's been big because of the whole pandemic. So, yeah. um, did you do, like, the, the virtual tip jar? Did you do that? I didn't do it enough. Mm. I I wish I had. A lot of my friends were like, "You need to do that more." And I was like, "I don't know what I." It, it's and it goes back to being educated. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah. like I'm just like, let's do it. We're singing, and so I I wish I I had done more of that. There, one buddy of mine who did the Zoom concert, she made it to where they'd buy a ticket, and then they wouldn't get sent the link until they bought the ticket. Mm. So it it yeah, you can just play around. I feel like. Um, but I should I sh- cash up. I didn't, yeah. I should have used cash. Up. <laughs> Another mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. You you live and you learn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So Rick Barker. That's that's where I learned yeah. that from was that that virtual tip jar. Yes. And so yeah, just throw that up there and yes, people yes, can yes, yes. donate while you're while you're performing. And yes. I was like, that's that's crazy and it's really helpful. Uh, I he, will say though, and, and on that topic, I'm getting into. Have you heard of Patreon? Yes. Actually, I was about to bring that up to you. Yes. But um, Rachel was trying to set me up a Patreon. Yeah, do it. And um, it seems like a really good tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you already started it or are you about to start I'm it I'm about to. I'm, okay. I'm like maybe a week away. And I, okay. I really – I wanted to educate myself a bunch on it beforehand because you're dealing with money and I didn't mm. want to – you know. But I, I really wanted to make sure I put a lot into it and um, – I'm, it's interesting. It's really cool. I I think, and more creating a story around, um, having a real relationship with your fans. Cause I, I, it, you're definitely going to have, you know, they showed a pyramid. I watched a bunch of videos on it and they showed a pyramid. All of your fans are up here and at the bottom of of the pyramid is going to be your, um, your fans that actually pay (laughs) to get get content. So you're at the very, you're going to get a very small, but even that, that handful of people, they're going to feel so much more connected, I think. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know. I think it's a really cool tool for branding as well as getting an income. I yeah. think it'll help um, with both both things. So I, I'm excited about it. It's really cool. Looking. Yeah. And plus, you seem like a type of person who you're okay with people knowing about your life. Like yeah. you're okay yeah. with people being in tune Because I don't you. have one. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Like some people legit don't want people to know like anything about them. Yeah. And like to me, it's it's okay. Like if if that's who you are, that's okay. Yeah. But I think you're you're missing out on an opportunity to not only uh, gather more Mm -hmm. of an audience, but Mm -hmm. for people to be more committed to you. Mm -hmm. I think people feel when they feel more connected to you, Mm -hmm. they're going to they're going to you know. When they're just riding somewhere down the road, they're gonna want to play your music because yeah. they're they're automatically thinking about music, and when they think about music, they think about you. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that's when you are more connected with your fans. I think I think that helps helps you out a lot more. Oh, hands down, it's such a personal thing. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just going back to connecting. I think um, I just especially over the past. Three years when I was 13 was I talking on stage no I was terrified of being on there period and I think it's been really cool tool for me to see over the past couple years of me just starting to be my goofy self on stage and be like well you know what's <laughs> what's yeah. up and I'm awkward and I have four dogs and I'll, <laughs> I'll open with that and already it's just like everyone 
at level. I mean, we're all on the same playing field at that point, I think. So I think if you um, bring your, cause I, I like thinking about the people that I admire and that, you know, like I'm a massive, massive fan of Tori Kelly. Okay. Um, she's awesome. <laughs> and so who's Tori Kelly? I saw the name on the YouTube. Yes. Thing, but I don't know. She is. is so, oh, that's your homework. You have to, go, <laughs> <laughs> you have right. to go look at Tori Kelly. All right. She is so cool. She ended up, um, and I feel like kind of connected to her somewhat cause she made it on American Idol when she was 16 Okay, and then got kicked kicked off after like one or two rounds so more connection but i um she just uh, blew up on youtube one year mm. and from there, then on she got signed by scooter braun um i don't know if you know it, but he's he's a really big producer or not producer well he is a producer i've heard his name before actually yeah he he's more of a manager he he manages justin bieber megan trainer like all those big pop okay. names and um but she is just an awesome awesome person and i i think as a fan i would want to feel like i think as long as you put your mindset in that i think um of just thinking of what you would want mm -hmm. as a fan to someone else i think that helps you as an artist figure out what your fans want so. absolutely yeah i mean being able to just have that connection to me i, I don't know I, I think it's it's more that that personal relationship just makes you feel like, hey, like I, I know this person. Yeah. And, you know, when when you're listening to that music, it just makes you it puts you in a different space. Like mm -hmm. it's not just background noise. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's it's like, you know, I'm I'm listening to them. Like yeah. their voice is right there and we're making a connection. Yeah. So um there is another website that I was gonna tell you about, um, Song Influencer. So something I another website I heard about through a, through a podcast yeah. and um, the, I think their thing is kind of like the whole TikTok thing where yeah. like you're getting your music into people's uh, profiles and whatnot. But um, have you heard of that? I've not. Okay, so yeah, they they're basically it's kind of like the submit hub thing yeah. where um, you know with the curators and everything. But I think Song Influencer is meant to. I want to say it's meant to connect the influencers to the musicians instead of like the other way around. You oh, know what I mean? I think wow. it's more so for the influencers. Yeah. But like as as an artist, like you got to kind of get on there to mm -hmm. to make the connections. I'm not positive, mm -hmm. but um, just something for for you to look into. Yeah, I definitely will. Um, have you have you noticed? any anybody like sharing specific music of yours like does it does it take you to like post your music for people to go and share it or are people just like sharing a specific song like have have you I think um I think staying consistent with posting with um eventually I although I am being patient with the the releasing music thing, I think being consistent with that is as good as you can helps a bunch because it's more just people forget. I mean, it's, it, they just forget to very short mm -hmm. attention span. Yes, I mean, you release something and two days later, it's they're on to the next thing. So yeah. I think um, don't feel afraid to like remind people. I think that is something that it, I have to continuously yeah. <laughs> go listen to my song now um, <laughs> on all streaming platforms. I I think just reminding people um, and that 
that goes back to Gary Vee. He's like, continue to consistency, just yeah. consistency, just keep posting because eventually you will get more followers. You will have more people. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's been a good test over the past week or two because I've posted more regularly and you'll have more people repost. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I post one thing a week, they're like, oh, okay. And and then they move on. But yeah. if they expect something from me, I think that's why the Songwriter Sunday thing did so well because mm. people expected me to do something every single Sunday. Yeah. They were waiting on it. They were waiting on it. So, um, and I was let know if I did not do it <laughs> until 9 p.m. that night. But I um, <laughs> I think um, it, I, it, it, you know, every now and then you'll have your handful of people. I know that, I know they'll repost this or I know they'll. Um, so it's just kind of a toss up of doing that. And then you get your little sponsored, you know, <laughs> sponsor yeah. post out. And you're like, I want this person to see this and this person to see this. So, um, yeah. <laughs> How much content have you thought about investing in as far as like videos and mm. photos? Like, have you paid for photo shoots? Oh, yeah. Have you. Um, you know, gotten some music videos done or just videos of you doing random stuff. <laughs> how um, how much have you thought into that? This year, especially, I really finally it clicked somehow that um, you got to have the videos. Mm-hmm. You got to have the vi- – and they got to look, like, aesthetically pleasing because <laughs> – that's where we're at so i think i just actually shot something in the studio i'm releasing um a a fun little project before the end of the year uh, that i'm excited about and just had a friend come in and i was like hey can you take pictures and shoot so i I think it's a matter you do have to do that and i remember i was talking to a buddy of mine and i was like you know, to be honest with you, if I were to be able to take one person on my team with me on a tour, I said, hands down, I would figure out a way in the budget to hire a digital person mm. where they would just follow me around with a camera and just video picture everything. Yeah. Just get it all. Because I watched um, Lauren Daigle do that as she blew up over the past three or four years and she had someone follow her everywhere and Mm. that's why I think she blew up so much on social media because she was posting new stuff every day Yeah, and so I think that is so 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 important I think I'm just now figuring out um, this year, you just have to invest in it. I think yeah. it's important. And sometimes you just got to be like, eh, I'll record this a little later. I need to get this out now and keep these people that are already with me so they don't leave yeah. <laughs> while I'm working on that. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I, it's, it's needed. It's necessary right now. So, um, I'm actually, I have a new photo shoot next Wednesday. Nice. <laughs> so nice. I'm going to get some new pictures, um, done, but yes, that's, that's a, that's an important investment, I think. So how do you feel about fashion? I mean, you've, you've got the hat on, <laughs> the nice hat. You I am got called... A, a sweater weather now, <laughs> sweater. So. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. I was like, yeah. I can wear leggings and a sweater. I'm good to go. So are you a big um, fashion... Like, do you need to go to, like, oh, I got to go to Nashville Mall or, you know, I've got to <laughs> I've got to go to just... What is it? The outlet that's in... Um, is it South Haven? Yes. Oh, yeah. the Tanger Outlet? Yeah. Oh, so, I, I mean, them. do you have a certain spot? So you buy your clothes online? Like, I mean, I'm a girl. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Do I have yoga pants on and a sweatshirt the majority of the time? Yes. <laughs> so I usually, and it was so funny because that's that's really what I what I wear a lot of the time. Uh, fair um, and I, I right when I was about to get on the voice and everything, my vocal coach, my vocal coach at the time, I showed up my normal thing, and she's like, "Hey, hon," she said, "I love you." 
She was like, but <laughs> you're about to like be known here in Memphis. And, she, and I was like, what? You don't like this? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was such a goofball. I had a little ponytail up. I did not care. Um, and I'm still I'm still just about that. But I'm starting to slowly like sort of put effort in. Um, but <laughs> I I enjoy it to some degree. I think I'll have fun on stage. I'll wear my hat. I'll wear um I a lot of people compare me to um I'm a, my style is a little bit like um not Fleetwood Mac who I do dress a lot like Lauren Daigle. I wear a lot of long um like sweater things or mm. something. I like I I'm uh, my go-to things. I wear pretty basic, like right now I'm wearing all black. I wear pretty basic clothes and mm. then I'll go nuts with the accessories. Like mm. I'll wear really, really big earrings. I'll wear the hat. I'll wear, I have these so really. You got the rings? I, oh, yeah. I usually, and I have one usually on every single finger. Oh, wow. Today is a light day. So I'll go ham with <laughs> that. And I'll just wear a jeans and a t shirt usually and call it a day. <laughs> okay. Are you a shoes mm. person? Oh, my gosh. I have so many shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many. And when I find a deal, oh, I have this one pair. And it's the pair I wore in the uh, blind audition. Mm. I got them for 70% off at DSW. Y'all, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm so excited. Nice. <laughs> I'm very much so a shoe person. And uh, I need to stop. I don't have room for the shoes, but I still get them. Um, I hate to ruin your life, but um, <laughs> have you ever heard of 6 p.m.? No. Oh, my God. Oh, no, you're going to kill me. <laughs> no. yeah. uh, you're going to have to freeze your bank <laughs> account or something. Yeah, so um, 6 p.m., if you – so if you ever go on Amazon, oh no, scroll all the way down to the bottom. Okay. Everybody listening, go on Amazon.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and when you – My Friday go, night plans. Yeah, if you go down to the bottom, you'll see all the companies that are affiliated with Amazon. It's like how Amazon – it's like where Amazon gets all their deals from. It's all these other companies that are affiliated with them. 6PM is one of the companies. Uh, if you go to 6PM.com, they've got tons and tons of shoes that are on sale. And it's like designer Ooh. shoes Ooh. that are like discounted incredible. I'm talking like 80% off or like 50% off. And it's because whatever reason. I don't know why. But the, awesome. yeah, I'll find like um, – I've got a pair of polo boots that were probably like two or three hundred dollar polo boots, yeah. and I got for like close to a hundred bucks. Wow! And I, again, I don't know why they're yeah. discounted so much. It could be like anything. It yeah. could be maybe they somebody bought them, just returned them, or something. But yeah. uh, amazing stuff on six pm dot com. That's yeah, so cool. Completely ruining your uh, yes, you <laughs> your bank account, yeah, and your weekend. So, but yeah, I I, I love. Clothes, yeah. but I try not to keep them. Like, yeah. So I love college sports. Yeah. So I have a ton of these shirts. Like, this is a Stanford shirt, and I've mm -hmm. got. Uh, I'm from Alabama, huge Alabama football fan, yeah. but like I love college football in general and college sports. So I've mm -hmm. got a ton of these type of shirts, but um, I try to like get stuff just for the artist in me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Me oh, too. if I'm shooting a video, <laughs> what would I wear? You know what I mean? So. Uh -huh. I try yeah. to get stuff like that, but I try to limit it as well because I don't have, I don't like having a lot of clothes yeah. because if I move or if I want to do something like that requires like mm. moving the clothes, I'm like, oh, I've got so much so stuff. Much stuff, yeah. I want all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. um, 
Yeah, I mean, clothes is, is a big part of who you are. It and really is. It's how Especially people, as an artist. Yeah. yeah, it's how people identify you. Mm-hmm. I would say, though, a great thing that I've learned over the past two years, you can find some really cool stuff at the thrift shop. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I, ju- I mean, I just went, and for this photo shoot, I was like, I have no money. And so I, <laughs> I went I went to Salvation Army. I got so many things. I walked nice. out of there, 12 bucks. <laughs> I was like, this is fantastic. So, and I, some of my favorite things in my closet, and it, the some of my favorite photo shoots and live shows and it's thrift shops where it's at. I haven't been to a thrift store in a while, but there there were some like there was like a white button up uh, polo I found in yeah. one that had like the blue horse on it. Yeah. And um that was like one of my favorite shirts. Uh-huh. And I think I got that from a thrift store for like five bucks or something like yeah. that. So that that's something that you know at first I didn't really think was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then I started paying attention to like how people take their photos and stuff. Yeah. Like I see people take photos and they'll do I don't know if it was it might have been Rick Barker that was talking about this, but he was saying whenever you post, post like multiple photos. Hmm. So like do do the photos where you have to swipe to see the yeah, rest the of the photos. Yeah. Because what happens is if somebody opens their Instagram mm-hmm. and they're scrolling through and they see your photo, mm-hmm. if they like it or if they don't, whatever. But if they close their Instagram and say they did that at like 12 in the afternoon, they open their Instagram again at like 6 they're going to see the other photo because Instagram automatically swipes through. I noticed that. And I didn't really put two and two together. But I I think it's like Instagram giving you a second chance. Basically, yeah. Like this photo more. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like giving – it's kind of like posting more than once just from one post. Yeah. So that's that's something that I really noticed. And people were posting like – so if they had like a nice outfit, Mm -hmm. they would post like a headshot. They would post the entire outfit and then post like just their shoes or something like that. So that's something, you know, to think about. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm all into an (laughs) Oscar. So do you think your bank account will – differ I mean different do you think your bank account will uh determine the clothes you wear like if you know if you're making a lot of money doing music do you think you'll start wearing like really expensive clothing or do you think you'll still be in a thrift store you know dropping a twenty dollar bill on <laughs> on fifty different outfits i I'm probably I would say I, I like thrift shopping, man. I there's moments where I'll be like, I'm a splurge on myself mm-hmm. and get you know get something fun. Um, hats are where that kind of because hats are expensive, and I'll I'll like kind of I'll be like, okay, I'll set this money aside. I spend so much money on music, mm. like it just just oh my gosh, I want to get in the studio over here and I want to go do this over here. I think career wise, I more so would be like, I want to go to this seminar. <laughs> I'm such yeah. a nerd. Well, that's good. <laughs> I'm such a dork. Um, one of my friends called me out on it too. He was like, "You always figure out a way to work, don't you?" I was like, <laughs> "Yes, I do." Um, so I think I'd more so do that. Spend stuff on equipment, but every now and then, even when I don't have the money, I'll most likely just go go shopping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that online shopping can get you so quick, yeah. <laughs> especially if they're like, you know, this is a sale yeah. and. Around this type of year, so um, Sweetwater, that's where I get a lot of my equipment. Yes, Sweetwater will have a sale, and it's like, oh, shoot, I've got to buy this. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not going to have this sale again. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks later, they got another sale, and you're like, oh, they got me. So, Yeah, and it's uh, a better sale. It's always a better sale. and it's a better sale. So (laughs) um, it's 
it's a toss up. I, I always say if if you don't need it right mm-hmm. then, wait till you know a holiday's coming up. So yeah. uh Labor Day sales, um Oh yeah, that's smart. Black Friday mm-hmm. Stuff like that, which Black Friday is coming up. So yes, that's where you're going to get most of your deals and <laughs> everything. Great from. excuse. <laughs> yeah. It, phenomenal excuse. <laughs> that's why I, um, there's like some, some stuff that I've been thinking about getting. I'm just like, no, like Black Friday is right around the corner yes, and is. whatever I want is going to be like 20% off. Yep. So might as well just, just wait till then. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you have stuff at home, like recording stuff at home? I, not really. I have one little small audio interface. I more so just got for live shows. Um, if I had to run my own sound, and um, you can record with that, and I have a, a blue mic. I don't know. You, got, you have yeah, a blue yeah. mic, and I got that. And I'd really, I I don't know if I'd like to invest. It. I talked to another friend of mine about producing, and I was like, should I? Because I mean they. That does give you job security, I feel like, in this business. Um, just to, you'll always, there'll always be a need for you, um, I think. But um, I don't know. I don't, I don't find as much enjoyment in it. I think it's more so a, if I had to create something or if I just wanted to lay something down real quick, um, I have the stuff to do it. Um, so, yeah, but it, it is another thing. I, I'm about to, um, text a friend of mine and just feel like, can I just go play around with the buttons in your studio to figure out what I'm doing? So um, it's just more of an education. I'd like to learn yeah. just a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, you're more than welcome to. Like, you see my whole yeah. I've got everything <laughs> yeah. here. So I was telling Tori and um, Met Montreal, like yeah. all, all the artists I have on, I'm like, y'all are more than welcome to come here and you know, like do stuff because I. Oh, that'd be fun. I've really? got way too much stuff for like <laughs> one so person. Cool. Like, so. It, I've actually just made a video today yeah. of my podcast setup, but yeah. I haven't done one of like my whole studio setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for everybody who, you know, you can't see everything behind you, behind yeah. the camera, but um, I've got a microphone set up in here uh-huh. and then I've got headphones and I actually just bought those. Um, those are the Bayer Dynamic headphones. Really? And I keep seeing them in people's videos and stuff like that. I'm just like, I got to have them. Yeah. Don't need them at all. Yeah, no. Because I have... <laughs> I've got those Audio Technica headphones, and a lot of people use those. And uh-huh. it's crazy because so those headphones are probably about one fifty, and yeah. then those headphones were about one seventy. Yeah. And big name people use those. Yeah. I'm talking like the the biggest name music industry people use these headphones. Yeah. And it's crazy because they make head. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Focal, but Focal makes headphones and speakers. Uh-huh. Focal headphones are probably like well, you can. There are some that I think I want to get in the future. Mm-hmm. They're about two ninety nine. Yeah, and then they make some that are like over a thousand dollars. And I'm just like, wow. I'm surprised more <laughs> industry people aren't using those because yeah. you know, like, yeah. you just assume <laughs> yeah. the more expensive something is, people are just going to have. <laughs> They're it. just going to get it. But um, yeah, I mean, even these, even these microphones. I, you know, the rapper Logic. Oh yeah, I've seen Logic record multiple songs on these microphones, on the, mm-hmm. and um, there's there's like other equipment that's not that like it's expensive for like the average person. Yeah, but for somebody who is established in the music industry mm-hmm. like that, I'm just like that's crazy you're using that because yeah. you could be using anything. Yeah, like literally any anything. any equipment you want to. Um, I found out about the what's it called? It's the Sony. I think it's like a C, 
C414 or something like that. I forgot what the number <laughs> is. But anyways, it's a Sony microphone. Yeah. And it's like $10,000. I didn't know that existed. I, I'm interested <laughs> to see how much it costs them to make. I will, I'll <laughs> you know? show you. I'll try and find this video. But um, so there's a company called uh, Slate Digital. Okay. And they make a microphone that emulates other microphones. Huh. And they try to emulate that microphone. Um, the guy that they had singing on it, uh, so he he sang on the Sony and then he sang on the emulation. Oh, yeah. They they would sound really similar mm-hmm. to an untrained ear. So if yeah. like you don't know anything about music, you would be like, "Oh, these sound exactly the same." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like to a trained ear, you're like, "Oh, they sound completely different." Yeah. The Sony sounds way better. Mm. But ten thousand dollars. That Slate Digital microphone <laughs> is eight hundred dollars. Huh. Compared to a ten thousand yeah. dollar microphone, it's well worth yeah. it to just get that uh, Slate Digital mm-hmm. one instead of spending 10 grand on that Sony microphone. Mm-hmm. So it's it's crazy the amount of things that you can get by with in the industry just by knowing your equipment. Yes. So that's something I definitely if you if you think about getting mm-hmm. like a, a complete home studio setup, yeah. just um just do your research yeah. and try and try and try as much stuff as you can. Like that's huh. yeah. that's something that so one day I want to own my own like uh, space. Yeah. But what I want to have there is the ability for artists to come there and just try stuff. That's cool. Like, yeah. I, I've got these microphones. I've got – that's a Neumann microphone back okay. there. And then um, I've got I've got one of those Slate Digital microphones. Mm-hmm. So I just want to just buy stuff yeah. and then let people just try it that's because neat. you're going to waste money. Like, yeah. you're for sure – I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Like, you're talking about – um, oh, your friend yeah. doesn't believe in mistakes. <laughs> I <laughs> <Yeah>. already have. <laughs> You're going to waste money on equipment and yes. just like experiences. So like yeah. services, like mm-hmm. maybe you might hire a photographer and then that photographer might, the SIM card might mess up and yeah. it's like, oh, I only got three photos that we took. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> something is going to waste your time and your money. Yes. So you yeah. might as well go ahead and prepare for yeah for that as best as possible uh-huh. by, you know, just go ahead knowing like what kind of equipment that yeah. you're going to need. I, um, what was it? Oh, I, um, was talking to Ryan mm-hmm. about, um, that's by the way, that's another guy I need to get you in contact with. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Olson. Do you know who that is? It's so, I said that every time it sounds so familiar. Yeah, so Ryan, <laughs> uh, I met him, uh, through the podcast Yeah, and he, he and I have been, just doing like pretty much collaboration over That's social cool. media. Like I took some photos for him yeah. and he'll post them and like he'll tag me. And so people will see like, Oh, that's who took the photos yeah, and whatnot. Cool. And, uh, but he's an audio engineer cool. and he does everything at home yeah. and he's about to get his own spot. I don't know mm-hmm. when, but, um, he, he was talking about it. Like he wants to get his own spot that's and he's cool. talking about getting it done. But um, that dude knows his stuff. And so cool. I would definitely yeah. suggest um, he charges good rates for cool. getting in his studio. But he <laughs> – so I think I think he really wants to do a lot of rock. Um, okay. He is from, I think, Indiana. And, okay, cool, uh, yeah. <laughs> he used to be in like a heavy metal band. <laughs> and he said he moved here uh, with his girlfriend. Yeah. And she um, – or sorry, and he he was like, dude, 
most of my clients are just all rappers. <laughs> and so it's kind of funny. Yeah. But like, I mean, he, he knows the music, yeah. which I was always wondering about that. I was like, is he is he still just doing it just mm-hmm. because it's money? Or yeah. does he actually enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the music? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, do you do you see yourself branching out in like other genres and other stuff like that? I think I'll most likely stay within this vein. I think it's, it is cool. Like you said before to, you'll see growth. I mean, eventually you'll see, um, different, um, things come out and, I'm so thankful I'm not a country artist anymore. If we hadn't grown before, <laughs> 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 who knows where we'd be right now? But um, I, I see me. I'm. I love jazz. I love gospel. I can see me branching out into those little things and maybe doing a little project over here and a little project over here. Um, but I think, I think it's very important to make sure you do brand yourself right the first five years, I think. I, I've, I've seen how people can get just like <laughs> completely torn apart mm. if they change too quickly and they don't do it a smart way. Mm. Um, so I think that's been very important to me. Knowing I do, yes, want to do those things, but make sure you do it at the right time Yeah, just so you can. And I think that's been a very cool thing I've watched Tori Kelly do because she, for years, she did the, the soul pop thing and then... She did this one gospel album over here, but she and her team did it so in, in such a calculated way that right after that, now she can do whatever the heck she wants. Mm. She's been on a country record. She's she's done other gospel things, but she wasn't massacred for it, I think, which was such a cool thing to see because people like you in your box. After you pick the box, they want you to stay in the yeah. box. <laughs> yeah. That's what me and Tori were talking about. Yeah. She was like, people just wanted her to be in a box. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I... I, I think that's that's one thing. But it, I definitely see it in my future, I think, um, just always. And it's cool being independent because you can do it. If, if tomorrow I chose that I wanted to do something different, I could. Um, and just to take the risk, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> do you see yourself like, do you want to sign with a big label or do you want to like stay independent? I... As of right now, I mean, <laughs> my manager would tell me I'm always open to any opportunity. <laughs> That's the yep. smart answer. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm always open to any opportunity. Um, I think uh, nowadays, especially with everything that's going on and social media, you don't have any leverage if you don't have a uh, social media presence or um, like at least 20,000 fans, I would say. So... I think now, unless it was just a person that absolutely, like, beyond a shadow of a doubt, believed in me and didn't give me a terrible contract, it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, and I, I found the two struggles, I, I think, uh, being an artist right now is um, finances and just finding the right people. I yeah. think those are the main two for a lot of artists. Um, so I think... It's just it's kind of a matter of I'd I'd really like that in the future just because again going back to handing things over to them me being able to do a little more music stuff yeah. I think that'd be really neat and hopefully one day if the time comes it'll it'll be awesome and it'll be perfect timing I think now I I'm a little weary of it because I have absolutely no leverage at all. Mm. <laughs> So I think as nice as it sounds and <laughs> as tasty it would be, I, I think as of right now, it's I think it's just smart to s- stay independent. And honestly, right now, 
you can thrive as an independent Absolutely. artist. If you do it right, Absolutely. I think you you really can. So um, I, I don't think I'd be ready right now um, because I want to learn those business things before going into it. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you Do you feel like there's any excess pressure on you to do it to do it so early or do you feel like I I can I've got time I can wait I mean with the success you've already had mm-hmm. you might feel like you know you're a grandma in the music industry you know what I mean <laughs> like when you, when you do a lot of stuff when you're younger yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it, it seems it's kind of weird when you yeah. get to like you know, when you get 20, when you get my, I'm 28. Yeah. When you yeah. get 28, that's eight years from now. Yeah. So most people don't even have a music career for eight years. Yeah. So when you are 28, that's going to that's gonna feel like an eternity that's already happened. And you've already been through a lot. So how do you feel like, you know, <laughs> how do you feel your career needs to, needs to progress? Do you feel like, you know, I've, I've got forever or mm-hmm. in your head, are you feeling like I've got to hurry up and I've got to get something done? I am very much so a mixture of the two. Mm. I and and it's more a matter of me going back and giving myself my own advice and saying be patient. I think I I'm I think a lot of artists including myself we are so hungry for the success of things. And I think it's a matter of just just being still. I think uh, going back if I had gotten the voice when I was 15 Oh my gosh, would I have died? <laughs> I would not have been ready for that moment at all. So I would say, like, the, um, you ever seen the SpongeBob episode where he's like, My name? <laughs> what is going on? What is my name? <laughs> so I think I am, um, I'm a Christian, and I think there are, I, I fully believe that if and when it happens, it'll happen yeah. when it's supposed to happen. And I think. Um, as long as I ground myself in that, I I could full on pull a Lizzo and like blow up when I'm 20. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. And I I saw that and I think it's it puts a lot of pressure right now, more so not so much because of the success I've had, but now seeing like these 15 year olds like blow up and I'm yeah. like they're doing oh, how are they doing that? <laughs> like yeah. how is that happening? And <laughs> I don't know how they'd be handling that. So I think that adds pressure because there's. A lot, a lot, a lot of spring chickens. And um, now I'm like nearing 20 and I'm like, that feels old. It, mm-hmm. do- it does feel old because I've done so much already. And I think it is very easy for me to be like, oh my gosh, I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time. Yeah. And, you know, seeing other people and seeing where they've, they are now. And I'm like, why am I not? But I think timing is perfect. I yeah. really think it'll come when I'm ready and going back to the the different experiences I've had and being like, you know, if that had happened any any minute earlier, I would not have been ready for that. But yeah. thankfully I was it happened when it was supposed to happen. So I think it's about I'm preaching to myself right now because <laughs> it's a, especially this year it's a struggle because I was like we were about to go on a tour like things were happening and then it just went you know so I think it's just a matter of trusting and being patient um, with yourself and um, yeah yeah I mean <laughs> one person that comes to my my mind is uh, Justin Bieber I mean yes. he I think he was like what like twelve or thirteen yeah. when like Usher had found him yeah. and he had that song Baby mm-hmm. which has I think Baby is close to the mm-hmm. video that has the most views on uh-huh. YouTube ever. Yeah. And um, 
he he was such a sensation for a stint mm -hmm. and then all these like character issues mm -hmm. came into place and then it's to me I feel like his last album was like him coming back out. Yeah. And I'm not sure how old he is. He might be my age, like yeah. 28 or so, yeah. but it's I feel like he he's coming back out to the public as like it's still Justin Bieber, mm -hmm. but like it's like a new Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. Like you know, he's married. Yeah. And I feel like he's grown up. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely more mature, more mm -hmm. grown up. And it's like he's having to restart his career. But I mean, he's not fully restarting. Yeah. He's got, you know, it's Justin Bieber. Yeah. But I feel like he's restarting his career. And at his age, it's, you know, it's kind of yeah. wild. But that's always, I, I feel for people like you mm -hmm. who are your age and have had success because yeah. it's like you probably feel like, I need to start, you know, Feels like I need to blow up. Yeah. You know, I, I need to go oh, viral. hands down. But hands down. you've got so much time. Like, <laughs> no, people it's get crazy. Me that. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I remember I sat down with my mom and it, it is, it, the voice was spectacular. I will always, always, always be so thankful for that experience. But you come home and you hit gravity very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I came home and I remember it was honestly the worst first gig I could have played coming back home. Like it, it was not a good gig. It oh, was snap. at a bad venue. It was with bad people. It was bad sound. Everything went wrong, wrong that wow. night. And it was the first gig back from that, from The Voice. And I remember going home and I just sobbed. Like I was just like, what is that? I was like, <laughs> I went from here to <laughs> on I was like did I do something wrong oh and I remember I was just sobbed I was just like this is insanity um <laughs> John Legend where did you go <laughs> Answer. <laughs> Come here. Answer. you made the wrong choice <laughs> I remember my mom at one point, she she just was like, you know, half of me, I'm so thankful you got the voice, half of me wishes you hadn't experienced that because mm. then I wouldn't have known what it tasted yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And because now I know. Now I know what that great, 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 beautiful high feels like to yeah. be on a stage and do that. And so it's such a, I'm again, you go back to the support system and you're just like, y'all keep me grounded. Yeah. And you just hang on to that, and hopefully, please, Lord, <laughs> hopefully we, we don't do another gig like that. Hopefully yeah. we keep going up gradually. <laughs> but, Man, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's a high. I mean, that's it's why. It's such a high. It's, it's sad, but a lot of, even with Justin, like a yeah. lot of artists, they get on drugs and stuff mm -hmm. like that because they experience these crazy experiences, yeah. and then, but nothing feels like that, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. I was... I listened to a lot of Joe Rogan podcasts yeah. and he was talking about how nobody like, you know, they're all comedians. Like a lot of people he has on are comedians mm -hmm. and he always talks about people will never understand what yeah. it's like to go on stage and tell this joke. And you've got, you know, thousands of people laughing at this joke all at one time. Yeah. And it's like, it's just this rush. Yeah. And I'm sure that's the same way it is yeah. for like, the, the music, like when you go out there and you perform and you've got all these people, you know, with their cell, it's dark and they've got their cell phones waving uh -huh. oh, and yeah. it, it's got to be a crazy experience and it's that high. Yeah. And if 
If you go there and then you come home, yeah. this, this dog is barking like crazy. <laughs> He's saying hi. Yeah. But if, if you go home and then, you know, you're out in L.A. and then you come back to Memphis, Tennessee, and it's just not the same. And so you, you're like, I've got to go back. You yeah. know, I've, All I've hands got, down. Bo- book me another flight back book out there. A, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I felt all of those feelings. Still do. It took me, I would say, a good year, honestly, to Man. get over, over that. And I, I eventually leveled off because – Sure, they call it reality TV. Is yeah, it all yeah. reality TV? So <laughs> I, th- I think um, coming back home and then finding so, kind of grounding myself, getting to do what I loved, no pressure, no stress. Yeah, really realizing, you know, other than this year, I was I was able to support myself doing what I loved, and that yeah. really was all I dreamed for. I don't, I don't. Um, I mean, would a Grammy mountain be nice one day? <laughs> Yes. Are we going to go for it? Yes. But do I have to have it? No. I really, I've always told people the ultimate dream for me is to be able to support myself doing what I love and not live in my car. Like Mm -hmm. that that is just, as long as I can do this and not have to have a bunch of other side jobs on the side, which is what I'm doing now, I will be so content just doing that. So, um, it's, 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 you really, for anyone who's thinking about going into that it's such an awesome opportunity but you do have to make sure you're a grounded person and just make sure you surround yourself by those people that can really keep you steady during the before during and after (laughs) of it yeah so what do you got going next like what's what's coming up that is such a good question you don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this year I have no clue at this point. I um I I definitely have things floating around. I'm definitely still um planning on recording right now and I have I have a few songs I'm really excited about that I've written over the past few months. Um and I'm excited to see those come to life and um Honestly, we've talked about social media a lot today. I just follow me <laughs> and I will keep you posted on that <laughs> as I figure it out myself. <laughs> um, go ahead and give everybody like your yes. like socials and everything. Um, Instagram, I'm at Savannah Brister, S A V A N N A H B R I S T E R. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Savvy Brister, S A V I. Facebook, Savannah Brister Music, same thing for YouTube. Um, I'm on Spotify, all the musics. That's what I tell people. I'm on all the musics. <laughs> do you have a link tree? I do, and I need to look that up too. I think, yeah, I think it's just at Savannah Brister is on it link tree. In, is it your website on your Instagram? Yes, and okay. that honestly is the best way for yeah, SavannahBrister.com. Everything's on that thing. Yeah. Music, socials, the bio, yeah. <laughs> the pictures, all yeah. things. <laughs> That's, that, that thing helps out a lot. Like it a does. lot of people who don't have a link tree, I definitely suggest it yes. and put it in your, your Instagram bio because people can just click that and then go to whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's been it's been great having you on. Thank um, you. This has been fun. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, um, you know, anytime you want to come back and yeah. if you want to do another podcast or yeah. uh, is there somebody that I should have on other than other than Boo? Other than Boo? <laughs> boo? <laughs> um, I would say um well my pal uh Keith Peluso's thebomb.com and he was on season 15 actually. He and okay. I connected afterward. Um and he lives he doesn't live in Memphis, but he's like, um, where is he? He's not in Atoka. He's um 
He's near. Close <laughs> he's enough. Yeah, close right. enough. He's close, close enough. enough. <laughs> but he is just such. I think you you guys would really like talking awesome. to each other. Um, he's awesome. My pal McKenna Bray. She's an awesome Americana artist, and um, she's really cool. Um, Grace Askew is a really cool artist too. She was on season four. So many voice people. We all, it's like a big family now. We all opened nice. up to everyone. Um, but she just moved to New Mexico, but she is a spectacular artist. You need to look her up. I'm just okay. listing off all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> like you should go like this hurts and this hurts and this hurts. But um, yeah, yeah, There. this is cool. I love, this is one thing I've gotten into this year a lot of just doing more podcasts because it's mm. really just fun to talk about music with another Absolutely. Person. Absolutely. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, thank you for coming on. And thank yeah, you. hopefully we'll get to do it again sometime. Yes, definitely. All right. Thanks for everybody tuning in and see you next time. See ya.